last few verses of the song by Bakhtino Akbar. He says, well, I've read this. All the so-called knowledge of this world is born of the flickering potency of your illusory energy. It is an impediment to the execution of devotional service to you. Indulgence in mundane knowledge rarely makes an ass of the eternal soul by encouraging his infatuation with this material world. Here is one person who has been turned into such an ass, who, for, an ass is a donkey, by the way. <laughs> the word is used for something else. This means a donkey. Here is one person who has been turned into such an ass, who for so long has carried on his back the useless burden of material existence. Now in my old age, for want of the power to enjoy, I found that nothing at all pleases me. Life has now become agony, for my so-called erudite knowledge has proven itself to be worthless ignorance. Material knowledge has now become a pointed shaft and has pierced my heart with the intolerable burning pain of ignorance. O oh Lord, there is no treasure worth seeking in this world other than your lotus feet. Bhakti Vinod abandons all his mundane knowledge and makes your lotus feet the sum and substance of his life. Anyway, it's a very beautiful, uh, if you know, if you know English. And I assume it's very beautiful also in Bengali. Now, you're going to have to move Tulsi Devi into that corner and open that window. seminar uh, is to actually talk about what real, what constitutes real knowledge. That's good. That's fine. If it stays open, it sits open. And says is something that makes us aware of the spiritual reality. So we've been trained in so many different types of knowledge that makes us aware of the material world. And has really delved into the real depths of ignorance. Because that's what matter is. It is ignorant. And uh, actually it's endless. There's no, there's no limit to 
uh, how far you can uh, explore in the material world. And uh, Krishna uses this term that the material energy is endlessly mutable. Which means that it's endlessly changing, it has endless combinations, uh, and it can be viewed from endless perspectives. But uh, but the end result is uh, is the same. It's matter and it's ignorance. And uh, ignorance uh, of our Ignorance of our true spiritual identity, that's the safest place for it, is, uh, uh, is, uh, is what ignorance is. Or ignorance of our true spiritual identity keeps us in this material world. Okay. So, uh, what is it, uh, what is that type of education that actually helps develop our spiritual identity? Four. Okay, there are uh, four more days. Let's, uh, let's see how, how we do. Krishna, uh, well, Krishna's already given a uh, very summarized definition of uh, knowledge. What does he say knowledge is? Krishna, bilginin çok özetlenmiş bir tanımını vermiştir. Hali hazırda. Bilgi nedir? To know the difference between matter and spirit. Knowledge, the, the difference between matter and spirit. To know, to know what is matter and to know what is spirit. And and there's a lot there. Uh, there's uh, in terms of what is spirit. Well, what what is the soul? Where is it located? How is it energize this body? And then on the other side, the matter and material energy, modes of material nature, so this is matter and spirit. Now Krishna then expands on that. And he gives us 19, 19 different ingredients of knowledge and uh, yeah we have Bhagavad Gita's chapter 13 and verse verse 12 no, I don't have it written down I think verse 12 starting or or verse 8 sorry verse 8 to verse 12 you got it? 
Bhagavad-gita. Okay, let's... Uh, we can't read the translation together, but we... Well, we can read the uh, Sanskrit first together. You got that? Okay, Bhagavad-gita. How does it start? That's it. Thank you. Nice and loud. Okay. Everybody got it? No. 13-8. Okay. So, let's start. Amanitvam adambitvam avingsam kshantir arjavam acharyopasanam shocham Stairam Atman Vinigraha Indriyarte Shubai Dagyam Anahunkara Evacha Janma Mrityu Jarabhyadhi Dukkha Dosham Darshanam Asaktir Anam Abhishtanga Putra Dara Grahadishu Nityacca Samachitatvam Ishta Nishto Papatishu Mayichanyana Jogena Bhakti Ravya Vicharini Vivita Desha Shrivitvam Arati Jana Shamshiti Adyatma Jnana Nityatvam Tattva Jnana Tadarshanam Etat Jnanam Idhikraktam Adyanam Yatatonyataha translation and then uh, you just all follow to yourself in whatever translation that you have. Humility, pridelessness, non-violence, tolerance, simplicity, approaching a bona fide spiritual master, cleanliness, steadiness, self-control, renunciation of the objects of sense gratification, Absence of false ego, the perception of the evil of birth, death, old age, and disease, detachment, freedom from entanglement with children, wife, home, and the rest, even-mindedness amidst pleasant and unpleasant events, constant and unalloyed devotion to me, aspiring to live in a solitary place, detachment from the general mass of people, accepting the importance of self-realization and philosophical search for the absolute truth. All these I declare to be knowledge, and beside this, whatever there may be is ignorance. Uh, is this 19 or 20? Someone can count, and then let me know. Uh, so Krishna makes a, uh, quite a a sweeping statement at the end. He says, these things are knowledge and everything else is ignorance. So he says, outside of this, whatever there is, uh, is uh, uh, a waste of time. So our uh, 
Our whole approach is uh, to study these. How many are there? Nineteen. Okay. So there are nineteen, and uh, I've divided these into two different divisions. Uh, or at least you can analyze these uh, from the two divisions. One is the uh, primary, and the other one is the secondary or marginal qualities. Uh, and that's called Swarup Lakshan and Tatashta Lakshan. Swarup is the main identifying factor of a thing. And Tatashta Lakshan uh, are its uh, are details. Uh, for instance, uh, you can say Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and he has a yellow dhoti. So Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is the main issue. And that he has a yellow dhoti is secondary, it's a detail. Uh, uh, let's just, uh, before we get into that, let's just look at the uh, individual characteristics. And uh, if you just look at these, just sort of scan, have you been taught any of these things anywhere? Yani bütün bu humility, pridelessness, non-violence, tolerance, simplicity, um, simplicity, that concept of living but just by what you need. So our, our world is based on uh, the fact that people, uh, our whole economic structure is built up uh, on not living by what you need, by, by living by so many unnecessary things. And they're called consumer items. It's sort of misleading because consuming means also to eat. And that's exactly what you can't do with all of these things, is to eat them. So the production of many things uh, with a very built-in, limited lifespan. 
Yani bütün bu e, üretimi düşündüğümüzde çok e, sınırlı bir yaşam süresi içerisinde gerçekleşiyor. Ve e, bunlar yaşamın e, gerçekten e, gerektirdiği şeyler değil. So the whole idea is buy, 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 just keep buying. Uh, if everyone was taught simplicity, uh, it would certainly make life a lot less complicated. So, so many of these things, detachment, uh, freedom from entanglement with children, wife, home and the rest, uh, this is This is all that uh, all, all that the material world is all about. So everywhere people are taught attachment, not detachment. Okay. So uh, I just want to list Uh, what uh, are the swarup or the essential items uh, of knowledge? Uh, and in a chronological order. Which means in the order that more or less technically one would learn them. The, uh, and yeah, I, I will just go through these and then we'll detail them. Uh, the perception of the evil of birth, death, old age and disease. So uh, somehow in life, Uh, by some some good fortune, one has to sort of come to a conclusion that uh, actually I'm suffering. And that uh, that this is bad. Here the word evil is used. Um, a very strong, strong word. So how will that happen? Uh, it may happen because people become just really frustrated with life. So they realize like this word but you know Takro says like becoming an ass okay I've been educated to become a working machine and and I'm working 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 just just to get whipped Uh, by material energy. Uh, so, uh, somehow, some uh, intelligence may awaken uh, in living entities and they may see that 
there's just something wrong with uh, the way uh, life is structured. And, uh, and there's quite a few people uh, in the world who see that things are wrong. And they've got all kinds of solutions. But their solutions are also material. Because they haven't really come to this conception uh, that I'm spirit and the solution has to be spiritual, material solution which is giving more problems. So why, uh, for instance, why do we have this, uh, the uh, technology in the world that we live in? Because the whole idea was that uh, science and education are meant to make life better for people. So you have to work less and enjoy more. Are you working less? So just to get to work, you're traveling two hours there and two hours back in Istanbul. Uh, and neither are you working less, neither are you enjoying more. So, uh, anyway, perception of the evil of birth, death, old age, and disease. Accepting the importance of self-realization. That self-realization is the solution. That's, that's what's important. Philosophical search for the absolute truth. So, this is how Vedanta Sutra begins. Uh, is that where everything begins uh, by Brahma Jignasa, by inquiring, what is Brahman? Then you approach a bona fide spiritual master. You want to know something, you have to have a teacher. And constant and unalloyed devotion to me. So this becomes devotional service, becomes actually then the solution. And this is the essential answer to the whole thing. And then, of course, that continues on. Sadhana bhakti, bhava bhakti, prema bhakti, how you cultivate the different phases and stages of knowledge. 
Bakın şeylerini geliştirmeye başlıyorsunuz. Sabına baktık, bana baktık, sabına baktık. The and these are five, and then there's another fourteen. Bunlar beş tane var, bir de on beş tane daha şey var. And some are bodily and mental disciplines. Bunlara bazıları bedensel ve zihinsel bazı disiplinler. Others relate to lifestyle or conduct. Diğerleri de yaşam tarzıyla ilgili veya davranışlarla ilgili. And uh, even others are like personality traits. Okay, so uh, let's just go through here, and I'm going to start uh, with the uh, marginal characteristics, uh, which uh, which sort of support uh, uh, the uh, primary. So when we talk about bodily and mental disciplines, these are the things that we are meant to know. Self-control, detachment, steadiness, absence of false ego, renunciation of the object of sense gratification. Uh, so, detachment, steadiness, absence of false ego, renunciation of the objects of sense gratification. Okay, so we're not taught sense control in school or university. Not taught how to control your senses. Vacho vegam manasikroda vegam, but it's just the opposite. The higher you go in the educational system, the more wild life begets becomes. So knowledge means to know, to be in control of your senses and your mind. But technically, this is taught in Gurukula. This is what the Gurukula system is all about. It's meant to teach these aspects of knowledge. And they may take up to 20 years for that. So just think, whereas you're investing 20 years in mundane education, actually we're meant to be investing the same amount of time, but in the cultivation of real knowledge, which is a development of personal qualities, character development. So, and it starts with being self-controlled. Because when, for instance, children are very young, 
you have to you begin by controlling them. But at a certain stage, you have your education means is that they come to a stage where they control themselves. So where you're not under the control of the modes of nature, but you act according to what? <coughs> what do we act according to? Purpose of our life, according to the purpose of our life. But no, no. What are we uh, acting according to? Um, yeah, we're acting on the basis of shastra. In other words, we follow what Krishna tells us to do. To be educated in the aspects of life, to know the difference between what's right and what's wrong. So you educate someone in what's right and what's wrong. But for them to be self-controlled, what else do they have to learn? In regards to right and wrong, what else do they have to learn? Not quite. They have to be willing to do what's right and stay away from what's wrong. So, self-control. For someone to control themselves means that they're controlling themselves on the basis of what's right and what's wrong. Which means that they've accepted that uh, those principles uh, of right and wrong. And they've accepted that they should follow what's right. So you can teach somebody something, but if you don't inspire them to do it, then, then you're only halfway there. So this is the idea, is that by the time, you know, children become, like men become uh, 16 or so, girls a little younger, because generally they're more mature than men uh, at that age. So that they've come to the stage by that time that you don't have to be the one who's overseeing them. They agreed to Krishna's 
law laws. And they do what Krishna says is the right thing to do. So this is really the purpose of education of Gurukula. And except for Harinarayan here, no one's gone to Gurukula. But uh, that part of our life has really been lost. So we've been deprived of this uh, character development, which gives emphasis on who you are and not what you are. Not whether you're an engineer, lawyer, computer technician, etc., but who you are as a person, and this is what this is, humility, pridelessness, and so on. So, how important is this thing, this self-control? And that this is a gift that you can hand over to somebody when they're in their teens. Look, you have Fari Narayan. How old are you? Next month, 20. He will be 20 next month. Do you notice something about him? I mean, there's many things. <laughs> He's got no girlfriend sitting beside him. And despite the fact that he's got no girlfriend sitting beside him, he's sane. <laughs> he hasn't gone crazy. Uh, coming into the age uh, where young people do go crazy. And it's two things. One is education, and the other is how you've been raised by your parents. And that's also education. That's what parents' role is. So that at that age, they're you can't be telling a 20-year-old what they should be doing. They should know what they should be doing. And they should be willing to do the right thing. Always doing the right thing. How to know what the right thing is. And despite what your mind and senses say, you always do the right thing. That's called, called self-control. So this is something that we see that it's, uh, you know, we... We're not only not being taught this, but generally, uh, especially in even more 
materialistic societies than, for instance, in Turkey than Turkey. It's like a free for all. Everybody can do whatever they want as long as you don't kill anybody, and as you don't, as long as you don't break man's laws, uh, then uh, do whatever you want. So we go to the next one. And you see how uh, these things are not like, all right, how do I, you know, become self-controlled? So young people learn this for many, many, many years. And they practice it. Okay. What time did you get up in Gurukula? Two a.m. Uh, how old were you when you? Between uh, thirteen and fifteen. Between, between thirteen and four, fifteen, get up at two a.m. Okay. Who here is going to teach their children uh, at thirteen years old to get up at two a.m. Okay. <laughs> Who here gets up at 2 a.m.? Who gets up at 4 a.m.? Okay. Who gets up uh, later than 4 a.m.? So they get up at 2 a.m. What's the first thing you do when you get up? Clean where we slept. So you clean where you sleep, you put away your things. Um, do parents clean up after their children or do children clean up after themselves? I think the coldest was six degrees. Six degrees. Did you sleep on a bed? We slept on this this big mattress, right? <laughs> and when you took a bath, what kind of water did you take a bath in? <laughs> this is not rehearsed. This is just, just the natural water coming from the ground. No, in other words, it was just cold water. Who takes a cold shower when they get up in the morning? Nobody. It's an ABC. You know, when uh, we're devotees, there, there wasn't even a cold tap. Yeah. Uh, the cold tap was removed. Uh, sorry, warm tap. <laughs> So there was no such thing as warm water. It's only cold water. So this is discipline. 
That austerity. And especially that's what boys are meant to learn. So these are part of the type of training that comes to self-control. And that's why you know we have this universal question that devotees bring up. Why is uh, you know, why is my mind wandering when I'm chanting Hare Krishna? Well, you never learn how to control your mind. And you never learn how to control your senses. So we shouldn't be surprised. And just the opposite, we've had 20, 25 years of running after our mind and senses. And that has uh, caused a, uh, a certain habit. We've, we've gotten into this habit uh, of doing what our mind says. Of identifying with our mind. So self-control. We need to concentrate, and here there's a list of 19 things. So, one thing that devotees can do is you could grade yourself one to five, uh, you know, five being the best. Uh, as to uh, how how you are in these 19 different items of knowledge. And it, it'll give you, uh, you know, you can, it's called you know, self-evaluation. They like that nowadays. Yes. <laughs> So how how much uh, how much self control do we have? And then the next one is detachment. And detachment means that one is not attached to those things or those activities which are destructive for self realization. Detached from the unnecessary things in life. The superfluous things. And, and being very careful not to become attached. This is not a, uh, a, a very popular uh, topic because uh, Prabhupada would uh, often quote uh, some economist of his time named Marshall. Who would say that the uh, basis of a stable economy is a 
attachment to uh, family. Uh, because the family unit and the maintenance of the family unit uh, is where people are. That's what they work for. That's what they spend on. And that's what they dedicate their life to. So in the absence of that, uh, you've got a whole different world. So to be to be detached, uh, and of course detachment is has two aspects. One is the type of detachment that yogis and gyanis practice. And that is the detachment that is based on self-control. That they give up uh, everything except the bare necessities of life. And they train themselves not to uh, interact with the objects of the senses. And for that, they cultivate knowledge. Because uh, how, how can you control your mind? Question. With intelligence. With intelligence. Uh, but how do you make sure that your intelligence can control your mind? If you feed our intelligence with the right thing. Yes, it has to be strong. You have to, you have to feed it the right thing. Intelligence has to be stronger than the mind. Well, the mind you don't have to do anything to. <laughs> it's already very strong. <laughs> but it has to be, the mind has to be disciplined. So the intelligence has to be very strong and the uh, intelligence becomes strong how? By knowledge. By knowledge. Yes. So by reading Srimad Bhagavatam, by reading Bhagavad Gita, uh, these are the highest, uh, these teach the highest principles of knowledge. The intelligence becomes very strong. And even if the senses attract the mind uh, to some particular object, the intelligence will have the strength to say, no, this is not right. Duyumlar beni belli bir nesneye doğru çekseler, zeka hayır bu doğru 
But if the intelligence is weak and it gets bewildered, then, then you really have a, quite a hopeless situation. So this is why, you know, we always emphasize that you have to study Srila Prabhupada's books. Otherwise, you cannot be self-controlled, you cannot be detached. So it's very, uh, it's a very basic, fundamental thing that, that's why, that's why you, even you have mundane education. In other words, if you have education, then at least from the material point of view, uh, then you know how to achieve your goals. The other process of detachment has the same aspect to it. In other words, strengthening the intelligence. But the other is, is that you have to purify your heart. Because attachment is uh, acquired from many, many uh, lifetimes, countless lifetimes of bad habits. You acquire attachment from doing the wrong thing. You acquire attachment from being attached to the wrong thing. You acquire attachment due to the karmic reaction to doing the wrong thing. You, you get attached just due to the environment that you're in. It's extremely complex. There are a lot of ingredients that contribute to this confusion uh, that uh, comes about in life. So, you may keep your intelligence very strong, but one slip and you can lose the whole thing. So, in Bhagavatam we read all these stories about all these great sages who fall down. So they're all yogis and gamis. Just one little thing and that's it. So there was, for instance, uh, Shobari Muni. So Shobari Muni was a yogi. He was meditating in the water. Underwater. And rather than fixing his mind on his uh, object uh, of his uh, meditation, 
He started to pay attention to two courting fish. Just a very, very, I mean, not a very attractive thing. You don't get too agitated by watching two fish. <laughs> but he did. And from that, his whole life became an entanglement. He got married to 50 wives. So, just one little slip. And this is the defect of yoga and gyan. It's, it's an issue of constantly making the effort to be in control. And so it isn't really detachment, it's a type of or artificial detachment. But real detachment is Shaito that when you cleanse the heart, when, the, when all of those, the tendency, the accumulated tendency uh, to enjoy the world becomes purified from the heart. And that's possible only by bhakti yoga. So only bhakti will actually cleanse the heart. Just try to remember this verse by Prithu Maharaj. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, other than uh, bhakti, no other activity can actually free one from uh, all types of karma. There are this karma that's in seed form, karma that's sprouting, karma that's actually manifest right now. So only devotional service can actually free you from all types of karma. And that's how one really becomes detached. Because this effort to remain detached by the yogi means that he's not detached, he's attached. Attachment is in the heart. He just knows how to restrain his senses and mind very well. But he can't do anything about what's inside his heart. So, but devotional service purifies the heart. Uh, Bhagavatam says that devotional service dissolves the subtle body. 
So all of these things, uh, it, it's like uh, you put sugar into water and it just dissolves, it disappears. So uh, that then becomes real detachment. But that chanting has to be quality. Now you can chant Hare Krishna and get more attached. You chant Hare Krishna and think about sense objects. And think about sense gratification. And the holy name may then fulfill those desires. So we want to have at least what's called nama bas, uh, which is uh, that we're free from the offenses. We're very attentive to chanting. And then the effect will take place. The third one is called steadiness. Isn't that a common issue, a common problem? How do I become steady? Sometimes I'm very, I feel very good, enthusiastic, and then sometimes I'm really down. So being steady in devotional service, being steady in life, it, it requires self-control and detachment. Just even from the material point of view that a person is a predictable person. You always know how he or she is going to act or think. It's not that one minute they're very nice and the next minute all of a sudden they attack you. They're steady. They're steady as individuals, as people. Steady in the activities uh, or in the cultivation of knowledge. And uh, this steadiness uh, really is also dependent on how my heart uh, becomes cleansed. Steadiness and detachment go hand in hand. If I'm very attached, or if I let myself get uh, attached, then I won't be able to be steady. So, steadiness, once again, is something that you can both cultivate and ultimately comes with purification. And these different aspects of knowledge 
or you can say these different stages because or these different uh, aspects of sadhana. Uh, have these two aspects. One is the actual disciplinary part. And the other uh, is that part which comes from purification. Uh, both are needed. Because until the heart actually becomes purified, you need to be in control. So for instance, that's why uh, when we had initiation yesterday, the devotees take vows. So they may say, all right, uh, no intoxication, no illicit sex. They're saying, I'm not going to do this physically. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to be there mentally. You may not, you may get thoughts of these things. You may have dreams of these things. So, but at least if the uh, senses are anchored down, then gradually by the process of Krishna consciousness, uh, we it doesn't require an effort anymore. So, you know, someone has the inclination to steal. He knows that stealing is wrong and he's going to end up in jail. So he controls himself because he's afraid. That's one of the purposes of laws. It's to, they have a function of scaring people into doing the wrong thing. Scaring people from doing the wrong thing. But on the other hand, there's the other person who doesn't have the inclination to steal. Never crossed my mind that I should steal from somebody. So he doesn't need to make an effort. Because that's not him. So you need to have this as long as the tendency is there. But ultimately when the heart is cleansed, uh, then actually what what of the material world? There's no attachment to it. And then obviously one is steady. So self-control, detachment and steadiness. And, and the last thing we'll talk about is the absence of false ego. Falls into the same dual categories. 
Who are we? So absence of false ego starts with this, I know I'm spirit soul. Even though I'm either doing or have a tendency to do things that spirit souls shouldn't be doing. And and then there's a sort of an intermediary stage, which, which Brahmavadis uh, want to attain, which means that I, I just really want to be free of any identity. Or even Buddhists, they want to cease identity altogether. One is, you know, I want to become free from the sense of identity, and the other one is I want to cease my identity. Okay, but that's not really a sense of false ego. So they fall down also. In, in due course of time, no matter how advanced they appear to be from one point of view. Uh, so, uh, and the uh, other side <coughs> is that when I've realized that I'm actually Krishna's servant, and that really comes when I realize my spiritual identity. It's not just not just theoretical knowledge. Uh, it's not even just a feeling. But I I know my eternal form and name and service to Krishna and so on. Then where's the question of false ego? You're so, you're so absorbed in your true ego. So, but once again, what do you need to cultivate this absence of false ego? Chant Hare Krishna one thing and we're more on the other side, uh, we're more on the, the side of, you know, self-control. Again, your 
you hear, you have to uh, hear transcendental knowledge. So we have to constantly hear that we're not this body. What does it mean to fall down? Is that you forget who you are. And you actually identify with your false ego. So, and how do you forget? You forget because you're not being reminded all the time. Or you don't remind yourself. And then we have these examples in the Bhagavatam, and they're not examples of, you know, some poor person on the street. Some educated person. Brahma. Shiva, uh, then uh, Ajamiya, uh, these are all demigods, brahmanas, uh, yogis, advanced, very, very extraordinary people. Uh, and the message is that if it can happen to them, it can happen to you. And unfortunately, there are devotees who forget their spiritual identity and then once again merge into the material world. Even though the echo, because they never forget Krishna consciousness. That, that remains. So, there's a lot to say, but we'll continue tomorrow. But uh, these are topics. If you, uh, if you have, of course, uh, if you speak English or Russian, Russian, Russian has folio, right? Yeah. So you punch in the computer. Self-control. You have five, a thousand references. Five thousand references. And now you start categorizing them and studying them. And that's just the knowledge part. And then what, what practical things do you put to use into practice self-control? Uh, so, how much these are actually lacking, and these aren't like overnight things. So, here are these 19 items, uh, what are we going to do with them? Is this just some course we came to and then either talk about later or forget? Or I'm making a concentrated effort uh, to uh, actually start uh, cultivating these activities. And seeing how they systematically apply to me. Um, so, yes, please take these uh, 
very seriously. And remember what Krishna says here at the end. All these I declare to be knowledge. And besides this, whatever there is may be, may be is ignorance. Okay, say after me. All these I declare to be knowledge. All these I declare to be knowledge. And besides this, whatever there may be, is ignorance. So, ignorance we've dedicated a lot of our lives to. Now we're dedicating our lives to real knowledge. Thank you very much. I hope I don't have to sit in this uh, cooker again tomorrow. It's so warm in this corner. Shila Shivaram Swami Maharaj Ki Jai Okay